Good morning, audio adventurers. This is Talking to Myself, and I'm your host, Michael Stevens. When we last met our ragtag group of heroes, faced off with our story's true villain, following his devious plot for now, many things were revealed. Now, as our group split up, we follow Ari and Alwyn back to Bramblehaven and join them in remembrance of a friend. Chapter 11, Part 2 The ride was a swift and silent one. Buford held onto my shoulder much like a terrified cat would. His hands clutched at the raggedy old tunic I wore, a gift from Thelgrim. Buford's heels dug in enough I could actually feel the pressure from his tiny shoes. Alan held onto my waist tightly, her face pressed against my back. I could feel the tunic moisten and could tell tears still streamed from her face. I couldn't imagine what she was going through. Being kidnapped and forced to watch as a foster father was being eaten alive by that monster. Though sadness choked at my throat, anger and rage burned bright through my chest. My hands tightened around Alden's atlas. I gave his side a gentle rap with my feet, goading him to pick up the pace. When we arrived at Thelgrim's old shop, it was more empty than its appearance. It was like it had died, too. All of Bramblehaven seemingly felt empty. Without the clanks of Thelgrim's hammer against steel, or the roaring of his smithy fire, a once fascinating town seemed lacking. I sat for a moment, feeling this emptiness ring through my core. I watched Alloran as she dismounted and walked slowly among the smithy, tracing her fingers on surfaces solemnly, like reaching out for a loved one, only to clutch at the mist. With the help of Buford and his predisposition to cleaning, we gathered up some of Thelgrim's belongings. Alloran chose which one she was willing to part with. Among them was a hand-sketched photo of Thelgrim and her, from their first Goblin Market trip together. She told the story of how the dark elf that drew it kept grunting in frustration. This was because, of course, little Alloran was so excited she could hardly sit still enough to have their likeness captured, and Thelgrim was such a patient parent. Instead of scolding her, he laughed his big belly laugh and raised her into the air, professing his love for the little rascal. She smiled for the first time in what seemed like forever. A single tear drifted down her cheek. I could tell she was fond of this memory of them together. We gathered the pile of belongings and hitched a cart to Alden. We took them to the river where Alloran and I first got to know one another. The same one where I had learned the clockwork flower's magic, as it healed the scorched land and brought the lady barn back to life. We unhitched the cart and pulled off the wooden flat of Thelgrim's belongings. Together, we carried the flat until we gently placed it onto the river's surface. Alan rested the hand-sketched photograph onto the pyre after kissing Felgrim's likeness. We struck a match, pushing the pyre downstream. 
I wrapped my arm around her waist and held her close. We watched as the pyre became engulfed in flames, saying goodbye to that lovable dwarf the way he would have wished it, releasing sparks of spirit and magic into the air all around us. Remembering him fondly, we held each other and watched his memory float away. Alan whispered, Thank you. As she looked up at me, silently she kissed my cheek. Walking over to the others, she sent Buford and Alden ahead. We chose to take the slow walk back to the old shop and remember our friend for just a bit longer. As night fell, the lightning bugs flitted about, dancing to the cricket's song. We came to the front of what was once Thelburn's shop, but will always be Halloween's home.